Hello everyone, this is Ariana and I just wanted to pop in real quick and say that before we get started on today's podcast episode, we would like to recognize Sarah Weddington. On December 26th, 2021, Sarah Weddington passed away. She was a great lawyer who argued and won Roe versus Wade. We wanted to recognize her for her work because in today's episode, we will focus on Roe versus Wade and access to quality health care. Thank you to Sarah Weddington and may she rest in peace. Hi, I'm Ariana. And I'm Julie Gaske. And this is Justice, That's That's the the Business We're in. In. This is a Michigan-based podcast that focuses on civil rights laws and cases from the perspective of attorney Julie Gafke and her law firm. Attorney Gafke specializes in discrimination cases. This is a podcast for those who are interested in learning more about the law, current events, and the way in which they affect our communities in everyday life. In today's installment of the podcast, we will be giving an overview on the importance of access to quality health care. Uh, we will be focusing primarily on the constitutional right of a pregnant woman to control her own body and how those rights are being jeopardized. So just like we did in our previous episodes, we're going to give a little bit of background information on today's topic. So Roe versus Wade is a historical decision case that ultimately legalized um, the right to choose. And this is a decision that became official on January 22nd, 1973 with a seven to two decision. Uh, The court held that women have the right to terminate pregnancy until the point of viability and that they were protected by the 14th Amendment. And prior to Roe versus Wade, it was illegal to get an abortion in 30 states. And in the other 20 states, it was only allowed for certain reasons. So overall, there wasn't a lot of uh, free access to um, abortions. And just because it wasn't allowed doesn't mean that abortions weren't occurring. It just means that people were either traveling to these other states where it was legal or performing unsafe abortions, which can result in death and serious harm. So Julie, would you like to explain the 14th Amendment and how it relates to reproductive rights? And also as an attorney, can you talk about how reproductive rights are being jeopardized? Sure, Ariana. So the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution specifically states, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. This is referred to as the Due Process Clause. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that the rights to personal autonomy, bodily integrity, self-dignity, and self-determination are protected by the Due Process Clause. Together, these interests are invoked to justify a constitutionally protected right to privacy. The issue of the right to privacy was first addressed in 1965 in a case called Griswold versus Connecticut. In that case, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled 
it was unconstitutional for a state to prohibit married adults from using contraception. The constitutionally protected right to privacy became a very important issue in Roe versus Wade when the U.S. Supreme Court made the significant ruling that it was in violation of the Due Process Clause and the right to privacy for the government to prevent a woman from terminating her pregnancy during the first trimester. As Ariana said at the beginning, Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973. In 1992, there was another landmark case involving limitations on reproductive rights decided by the U.S. Supreme Court. That case name is Planned Parenthood versus Casey. In Casey, the U.S. Supreme Court upheld the constitutional right to have an abortion established in Roe versus Wade. In Casey, the court looked at Pennsylvania laws restricting abortions through waiting periods, spousal notice, parental consent. Those were some of the limitations that the court looked at. While the court did uphold many of these restrictions, it still upheld the right to terminate a pregnancy pre-viability. Now, viability is typically 24 to 28 months. So pre-viability, a woman in 1992, it was reaffirmed, has a right to choose whether to terminate the pregnancy. So now let's turn to more recently, Ariana, and more recently there's been a tax on a woman's right to choose. The U.S. Supreme Court has heard two cases recently regarding laws restricting a woman's access to choice in health care relating to reproductive rights. One of those cases is Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, which was argued before the U.S. Supreme Court on December 1st of this year, mm -hmm. and is the first time the court will rule on the constitutionality of a pre-viability abortion ban since Roe versus Wade. Oh, wow. So, Ariana, can you tell us a little bit about the case? Yes. So, during 2014, um, in the state of Mississippi, a law was passed, and it's called the uh, Gestational uh, Age Act, and this act makes it illegal to get an abortion after the 15-week mark. And under Roe versus Wade, a woman has the choice to terminate pregnancy um, under uh, viability of the fetus, which is around 24 months. Um, a lawsuit was filed by Jackson Women's Health Organization because they are the only licensed abortion facility in the state of Michigan. Sorry, not Michigan. I'm sorry, Mississippi. Um, and it's crazy because Mississippi is a big state and they only have one that is licensed. Well, why do you believe it's important for women to have access to health care choices? I, I think it's important because um, access to health care is crucial for the well-being of all people. And um, people's reproductive rights are currently up for debate and... People should be able to control their own bodies if it doesn't negatively affect anyone else. And it seems uh, contradictory to care more about uh, pre-viability fetus than people who are actually in need of assistance. Um, and you shouldn't force someone to be a parent if they don't want to. And for those of you who want to compare it to getting a vaccine, it is extremely different 
Um, not getting a vaccine spreads illness, um, whereas abortions only affect the person who is pregnant. And abortions are not contagious. Um, the only argument Mississippi um, being made is based on religion. When, like, when are we supposed to, like, aren't we supposed to be separating church and state? And this is a very interesting quote that I'm about to share. And it's from Justice uh, Sotomayor. And she asked the attorney representing the state of Mississippi, how is your interest anything but a religious view? This issue of when life begins has been wholly debated by philosophers since the beginning of time. It's still debated in religions. So when you say this is the only right um, that take away from the state the ability to protect life, it, that's a religious view, isn't it? Um, and it's, it's really quite simple. If you don't want an abortion, you don't have to get one. <laughs> And Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett stated that abortions are unneeded and that the right thing to do, the right choice, is adoption. And I have a couple observations about this. Um, I, I don't think that that is the... There's, although adoption is a great... Thing and people have found many great families you're still forcing people to have children that they aren't prepared to have and it is people are against having women having access to safe abortions and it's typically the same ones who don't want those those same people who are forced to have children to have government assistance when they have the child um, it's my observation that one is pro-life until they are born and then it's pretty much figured out on your own that's that's your problem and having children is expensive in today's world and for a long time and many cannot afford it um julie what about the texas case recently uh, before the u.s supreme court tells us about that case well, the case of Whole Women's Health versus Jackson was argued in front of the U.S. Supreme Court on November 1, 2021. And the court did issue a decision on December 10, 2021. The case did not directly answer the question whether pre-viability prohibits, whether pre-viability abortions are prohibited um, but the case related to a Texas law essentially eliminating access to women in Texas to choose to terminate a pregnancy. The narrow issue in that case was whether a lawsuit brought by medical providers challenging that law could proceed against licensing officials and state actors like the state attorney general. The U.S. Supreme Court only decided that the lawsuit could proceed against the licensing officials and did not address the substantive issue of whether the Texas law is constitutional or not. That'll likely make its way back up to the U.S. Supreme mm -hmm. Court after it goes through the Texas court systems. Um, to tell our listeners a little bit about what the Texas law actually involves. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So the Texas law is referred to as SB 8, and it was passed in Texas on September 1st of 2021. 
and the Texas law makes it illegal for women to terminate pregnancy after six weeks. The Texas law authorizes any person to bring lawsuit and it does not need to be someone that has any type of relationship or connection to the person who's pregnant, doctor or medical provider involved. The law authorizes lawsuits to be brought up for $10,000 against anyone who performs, induces, assists, or even intends to assist in abortion. So a friend of a woman, a driver, a receptionist could be sued under the law. And Julie, what is the status of that law? Well, it's in effect. And the U.S. Supreme Court has allowed the Texas law to remain in effect while it's being challenged. So in other words, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has said that the law, um, which is clearly unconstitutional under the current state of the law, can, can continue to be in effect, can continue to limit access. Um, so therefore, while the challenges make their way through the court system, women will be denied access to safe abortions in Texas. So these challenges on a woman's right to choose demonstrates how important it is to have federal judges who follow the law and uphold civil rights for citizens in this country. If we strip women of their liberty rights and personal autonomy, we are compromising women's equality and turning back the clock on women's rights. Yes, and we will have the resources that we used to research this episode in the show notes and We recorded this episode because we're both very passionate about reproductive rights and not having the government being able to choose or forcing someone to have birth um, when they're not ready to be a parent or don't want to be a parent. So stay on the lookout for some more upcoming episodes and again, check out the show notes. So thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you, everyone.